At least a month had passed since the disappearance of Grace and Matt, and the weight of their absence had been constantly on my mind. The image of that cursed Uncle Clunky animatronic haunted my every waking moment, its mocking smile seeming to follow me everywhere I went. I decided to delve deeper into the history of the animatronic, starting with the company that created it. My research led me to retired employees of Creative Engineering Inc., who were reluctant to speak at first, and I could sense the fear in their eyes when I mentioned Uncle Clunk. One engineer, after much persuasion, agreed to meet with me at a small diner on the outskirts of town. He was an old man at this point, his hands trembling as he sipped his coffee. The tale he told was one of regret and warnings ignored. He showed us a photo of a colleague, a brilliant but eccentric engineer named Henry Solomon, who had been developing the new Uncle Clunk animatronic for years and was way behind on schedule. He wanted it to be the most modern of all the animatronics they had ever built at Creative Engineering and wasn't just okay with another standard showbiz pizza bot. This was when he grew desperate and began researching ancient technologies for inspiration. Henry came across an article about the Antikythera device, which is technically the world's oldest computer. It was built by the Greeks over 2,000 years ago, and for all intents and purposes, it's a complete mystery as to how exactly it works or what it was developed for. Moreover, when the core components behind the device were digitized onto his computer, he was supposedly able to incorporate it into the animatronic. This afforded the Uncle Clunk processing power beyond any other animatronic ever built, which was the beginning of the mystery. After presenting the animatronic to the board, they dismissed the idea as too advanced, too unpredictable but the engineer believed he went ahead with the full build anyway, in secret. When Uncle Clunk started acting out, it wasn't a glitch. It was him learning, adapting, becoming something else. Those words sent a chill down my spine. Could it be possible that Uncle Clunk was more than just an animatronic? The engineer's account led me to an abandoned warehouse in Orlando, Florida. Rumored to be the place where the remaining Uncle Clunks were stored after the recall. Upon entering, I was instantly hit with the musky smell of stale air inside, and beams of light coming in from the cracks in the boarded up windows. Cool old signs from Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese Pizza adorned the warehouse along with various other vintage memorabilia from that era. After exploring for about a half hour, I came across a basement with rows upon rows of covered animatronics in the shadows. Lifting up a few of the tarps revealed an original Billy Bob, Fast Geronimo, and even a Munch Jr. However, one row was completely empty with the tarps just strewn about. It seemed like the space where the Uncle Clunks could have been. The dust on the floor was disturbed, tire tracks leading away as if something had recently rolled them out of there. My heart raced. The implications were terrifying. If the Uncle Clunks were not here, what was being done with them? I followed the tracks to a large service elevator at the far end of the basement, the kind that suggested it was used to transport heavy equipment. 
The lift was large enough to fit several animatronics at once, and it was ominously left open, as if inviting me to step inside. I hesitated, the weight of the darkness pressing against me, but the thought of finding my missing friends pushed me forward. I stepped into the elevator and pressed the only button available. The doors closed with a heavy thud, and it began its descent. When the elevator doors opened, I was greeted by a sight that seemed taken straight out of a horror film. A vast underground chamber illuminated by the flicker of old fluorescent lights, revealing two rows of Uncle Clunk animatronics connected to a central control unit on the ceiling through a mess of wires, screens, and ancient Greek symbols carved throughout. The floor was a series of glass chambers containing dozens of unconscious individuals trapped inside. As I slowly kneeled down, I noticed Matt and Grace inside the glass chambers. They were still breathing and were hooked up to the central unit above as well. Their bodies looked old and frail though, as if their energy was being extracted from them. At the far end of the chamber up on the throne, connected to various devices as well, sat Henry Solomon, slowly opening his eyes as he focused in on me. He was older now than his photo, but his skin gave off a youthful golden glow. Why do you disturb us? Solomon inquired as he gestured to the animatronics around him. I stared in horror as I began to understand the magnitude of what he had done. Solomon had not merely created advanced animatronics. He must have crafted a vessel capable of capturing and stealing human energy. You're the friend, aren't you? I thought you might come. He gestured grandiosely to the rows of clunk animatronics, each connected to a human host through an intricate network of wires and tubes. You see before the path to eternity, Solomon declared, his gaze fixated on me with unsettling intensity. The gateway must be opened with 24 human souls. These individuals have not been chosen at random. Each possesses a unique trait, a spark of life that when combined grants me the vitality of the universe. At that moment, one of the Uncle Clunk's heads turned towards me and its eyes lit up, causing the metal doors of the elevator behind me to close, locking me in the chamber. Your friends were exceptional contributions. Their youth, their vigor, have rejuvenated me. And I am sure yours shall as well. Solomon's voice took on a note of reverence. What you've done here is disgusting. I said, my voice steady, despite the pounding of my heart. You've stolen others' lives and futures. For what? A few more years of your own? Solomon's expression darkened. And the golden glow of his skin flickered as if my words had disrupted some delicate balance. You cannot comprehend the gift this technology will be for humanity. I whispered as I indignantly approached the throne. If by humanity you mean yourself. Suddenly, one of the Uncle Clunks grabbed my arm and its mouth flew open, making these horrific mechanical sounds. I suddenly began to feel dizzy and with my last bit of energy, I reached around the back of the animatronic and ripped out a bundle of cables, causing it to malfunction. The other Uncle Clunk seated on rolling devices began to roll towards me. Their arms reached out in a horrifying manner. My eyes scanned the chamber, searching for some mechanism, some flaw in the system that 
I could exploit. And then I saw it, hidden in the shadow of Solomon's throne. A console with a single gear marked the symbol I recognized from the Antikythera research. It was the reset, a last resort measure to reset the structure. With a resolve born of desperation, I leapt forward, dodging the Uncle Clonk's outstretched hands. Solomon yelled in fury. Get him! But his connection to the machine limited his movements. I slammed my fist down on the gear at his side and began to turn it. The chamber erupted into chaos. The hum of machinery turned into a cacophony of screeches and yells as the animatronics convulsed. The glass chambers cracked, air hissing as the pressure equalized. Solomon's throne sparked, the golden glow extinguishing as he let out a cry that was both human and mechanical. The Uncle Clunk animatronics, once conduits of Solomon's will, now thrashed aimlessly, their programming corrupted by the shutdown. I rushed to the glass chambers, prying them open, pulling Matt, Grace, and as many others as I could out. Solomon, disconnected from his network of stolen life, aged rapidly before my eyes. His skin wrinkled, his hair whitened, and his screams turned to gasps. Within moments, he was nothing more than a withered husk. With Matt and Gray safe, albeit weak, we made our way out of the underground chamber, leaving behind the echoes of a madman's dream. The police and emergency services arrived soon after, attending to the other captives and taking Solomon's remains into custody. As for me, the memories of the incident would linger for a long time, a haunting reminder of the fragility of life and the perils of playing God. I have hope that Grace, Mad, and the others will recover, and that they'll find peace after being released from Solomon's device. The Uncle Clunk incident has been resolved for now, but its lessons will endure. A warning to future generations about the dangers of sacrificing humanity for the promise of eternal life.